Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler, who was accidentally CGI'd to look like both Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro, <laughs> appealed to Republicans on the committee, saying, when Trump's time has passed, how will you be remembered? Remembered, I barely know you now, and I think you're my congressman. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but the only way Americans ever remember a congressman is if he sent someone a picture of his penis. And we only remember that because his name was Wiener. <laughs> I like the kind of growing, uh, the, the, the joking about how this is not going to do anything. Nobody's going to pay any attention and nobody will remember it come election time. Right. It's making no dent with anybody on either side. It is clearly true. I mean, we've been doing this long enough to, to be able to gauge reasonably well. If something's big and we're fired up and you're fired up and everybody's emailing and just and they were yelling and the rest of it, you know, in six months, it'll seem quaint. This one, nobody's even really that fired up at this point. No, and it's not going to hurt the motions. And it's not going to hurt the Democrats or Trump. It's just going to go away. It's not going to help the Democrats. Uh, you're probably right. Whatever negative effect it'll, it, it, it might have will be softened by time. Oh, I think come election it will be. I've been softened by It'll time, be like coincidentally. The impeachment of Andrew Johnson in terms of how important it is to people. Yeah, well, this is important. I, I'm stunned by this. I'm stunned. I am disappointed. The SCOTUS has declined to take a look at the 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 moronic, insane, psychotic Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling that struck down the constitutionality of the Boise-Idaho law that bans camping and sleeping in public spaces, where they get in the way and impact good, hard-working people's uh, quality of life. So we were banking on the fact that the Supreme Court would not only take this up, but really slap it down and say, Eight to one. You've created a new constitutional right to shelter right? with this ruling. This is crazy, but the Supreme Court says they're not even going to take it up. Here's, I'll, I'll read this to you from SCOTUS blog. Here's everything you need to know. The, the Boise-Idaho law banned camping and sleeping in public spaces. Group of homeless and formerly homeless Boise residents challenged the law, arguing that it violates the Eighth Amendment's ban on cruel and unusual punishment um, when it is used as the basis for criminal penalties against homeless people who are sleeping outside because they cannot find space in a shelter. I find myself worrying, what if you didn't impose any sort of fine? You just, the cops just shoved them aside. Or said, you're leaving now. Showed up with sirens and dogs and whatever and said, let's go, let's go, let's go. No penalties, just eviction. I I think you'd say, I'm not moving. Then you got to arrest them. Right. Yeah, you're right. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit agreed with the challengers holding that the city cannot impose criminal penalties on homeless residents. And I quote, for lacking the means to live out the universal and unavoidable consequences of being human. Oh, I know. They are... (sighs) There are many avoidable consequences of being human. I've avoided being homeless my whole life uh, on purpose with a lot of decisions, many of which weren't that enjoyable, like working three jobs sometimes. Right. Um, now, if you're crazy or whatever, that doesn't apply to you. Sure. But for all the other people, you, you know, Bums, you got junkies and losers. Right. Right. Listen to That's this. That's not the unavoidable consequence of life. 
The city appealed to the Supreme Court, telling the justices that, quote, the consequences of the Ninth Circuit's erroneous decision have already been and will continue to be far-reaching and catastrophic. The creation of a de facto constitutional right, the city argued, to live on sidewalks and in parks will cripple the ability of more than 1,600 municipalities in the Ninth Circuit to maintain the health and safety of their communities. That is undeniably true and well put. The city's appeal was supported by 20 friend-of-the-court briefs from cities and states with large homeless populations. Virtually every single one of them, a very, very blue place, including the city of Los Angeles, for example, complained that the broad rationale of the Ninth Circuit ruling could have an impact well beyond, quote, a homeless person's need to sleep outdoors. But today, the justices denied Boise's appeal, leaving the Ninth Circuit's decision in validating law in place. I am so shocked. Wow, so am I wrong? There's just nothing you can do about the homeless problem in California, then. No, nor Portlandia, nor Seattle, nor Boise. Well, I realize all those places. Or L.A. Half half the homeless people in the entire country are in California. You can't say that statistic enough. It's amazing. And there's nothing those cities can do about it. The creation of a de facto constitutional right to live on sidewalks and in parks will cripple the ability of all these municipalities to maintain the health and safety of their communities. So my nice local park, right. where I don't take my kids, it's because it's camp. scary, it's a junkie is, camp. it belongs to them. Yeah, it belongs yeah. to the junkies. So does the, uh, the, the running path in, in Santa Rosa, California. So does downtown Boise. It belongs to the junkies now. And unless the city can somehow create beds for the 1,750 junkies. There, finally, we got that 1,750th one ordered off REI. All right. Then 10 more junkies move to town. You can't enforce the law. You're not allowed to. Till you get beds for them. Then 25 of them leave. I guess you can enforce the law briefly. And the street cops are supposed to know all this. All the time. Be constantly updated whether you're in compliance with the insane Ninth Circuit and able to enforce anti-camping and crapping and shooting up in the park laws. Uneffing believable. What has happened to, well, the courts. The courts have happened in this country. Certainly the Ninth Circuit. I am just astounded by this. Yeah, yeah. Ninth Circuit is... John Roberts, have you lost your effing mind? Well, that's what I was going to say. Ninth Circuit is... Ninth Circuit is... uh legendarily crazy but you can't blame them if the supreme court just said no we're not going to take a look at it that's that's on the the trump court what's john roberts thinking about i don't remember how they make these decisions is it a vote on this or does the 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 the, the chief justice make the decision on his own no nah, i think it goes to like one or two or three of the justices then they decide and if other justices are unhappy they say something and and, I don't... and by the way i've read several books about this and don't remember which makes you wonder yeah. why you read the books in the first what's place what's the point <laughs> should have gone fishing i've read several multi hundred page books about the supreme court where they did get into the details of that and i still don't remember yeah um yeah but anyways that that's a real problem that's a real problem. That's very I, disappointing. It is. It really is. That's one of those that's so disappointing to me, I can't even let it sink in or I'll get depressed. I know. i got to look more into it, exactly what the process was in rejecting the appeal. I just, I'm, I'm blown away. Blown away. I wonder how quickly that hits the streets. Here's a stocking full of steaming dog crap. Merry Christmas. Well, it's... Uh, you look at the the absolute horrible situations in particularly West Coast but blue cities 
it will only grow. Well, a policeman, I, I, I was meaning, how long will it, that, that information hit the streets as in the homeless people? How soon will they be aware of it? Oh, the advocate because, types are already spreading the word. Because um, a, a policeman told my wife when she called the police when some homeless were bothering some Boy Scouts, and she was worried about it. Mm-hmm. She called the police, and they couldn't do anything, said they couldn't do anything. She said, and the police said, Every homeless person we t- talk to has a lawyer's name on their lips. I mean, they know the lawyer's name to throw wow. out. Wow. So they're they're up on the law. Yeah. The homeless industrial complex. The millions and hundreds of millions of dollars will continue to flow through these, these phony greedhead activists with the support of the useful idiots who actually believe what they're advocating. They're wrong, but I think their consciences are, are, are clean. Um and uh, and and the courts have done nothing to help us. This is this is just astounding. How about this uh, text? I'm not paying another fee to camp in a state or national park. You know, kidding? Yeah, I paid twenty dollars to drive through Death Valley over the summer. Why? Why? What are you going to do? Just you camp there. I can live. Unless Death Valley has a bed for you. I can live in the park and right. leave trash behind, needles and and poop. Right. On whatever I want. Yeah, go ahead. And you can't kick me out, so why am I paying $20 to drive Absolutely through Absolutely go ahead. Not the sort of guy that could poop out of doors even if I wanted to, I don't think. You don't think you could? I don't think I could. I, I don't could. think my body would let I me. absolutely could. You could? Oh, yeah. Bet you 20 I bucks. Could. I think I'd clamp up. You think? Yeah. Well, I mean, are there like a lot of campers around? Am I squatting by the campfire in this scenario? Or have I gone off, you know, like into the woods? Like a bear? Hmm. If the L.A. city government is saying, hey, Supreme Court, you got to do something about this. This is crippling. You know, it's, it's, it's not a left or right thing. It's a reality versus fantasy thing. Somebody texted, Boy, your example of the national parks is a great one. Somebody texted, Salem, Oregon banned sidewalk camping just as of midnight last night. Well... Somebody's going to challenge that. Here's a question for you. It's a federal. It's a federal court ruling. Declare yourself a sanctuary city. You're a sanctuary from bums and junkies living on sidewalks and in parks. You're going to ignore federal law. You're not going to cooperate with federal authorities. You are a sanctuary for the taxpaying citizens. I'd like to see that. Let's get some activist towns going on that. Boise, you can lead the way. Some uh, some texter who sounds like they know what they're talking about said you need four justices to vote yes to review. Ah, okay. So four justices didn't want to review the case, but hey, that patent dispute on oil well drilling is worthy of review. Oh, for God's well, sake. Well, it might be. I don't know anything about it, but this is yeah. this is a big thing. Yeah, there's another loss to liberty, too, that I, you know, I could throw it in, but why? Why? So you can be even madder? I don't know. Had to do with property rights, but... Uh, wow. 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 Okay, well, I guess we move on with our lives. And and uh, I just show of hands in the audience. I can't see you, but I can feel you. Thinking about moving? Did the thought flow through your mind, flash through your mind as we were having this discussion? You're thinking about moving. The hell with it. If that's the way it's going to be, I'm going somewhere where the junkies aren't. I know I did. Yeah. Did you hear Trump get cheered at that football game over the weekend? Army-Navy game, right? Probably haven't heard it because it doesn't make the news like when he gets booed like he did at the World Series. But anyway, among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 
president just announced at the Army-Navy football game over the weekend. President Trump was wearing a Keep America Great Again red hat. Ah, very nice. And the military crowd cheered him like crazy. I only mention that because when he gets cheered, it doesn't make near the <laughs> get near the amount of attention as when he gets booed, uh, which for, for obvious reasons. Um, but at the Army-Navy football game, there were a couple of players that made the AOK sign behind some announcers and got into the video shot on ESPN. And so now there's an investigation as to whether or not those members of, I believe, the Navy mm. um, um, cadets were making the white supremacy sign. Are you aware that the AOK sign is the white supremacy sign in some cases? AOK, you go like this. Your three fingers are a W. Yes, then, if you hold them right, they are. And then the circle with your hand for the OK, that circle with your hand is a P. So it's WP, white power. It's upside down. You got to hold it. I don't know how you got to hold it a certain way. Wait, that's the loop is that's a B. White boy. No, no, that's a D. Actually, white dog. Your forearm (laughs) down is the the tail of the P, right? So this is the W. So I got to turn it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That hurts a little bit to turn it that. Well, so this past September, if you'll remember, the AOK sign was moved. Onto the hate symbol list by the Anti-Defamation League, which maintains a database of hate symbols. And in doing so, the ADL was uh, careful to note on its website the gesture has multiple meanings. Ah, yes. Where are the guys doing the A-OK? You know, that's a it, bit he's odd. He's doing it sideways. It's a, bit, he... it's a bit odd that you would be doing that. Anyway, let me read uh, read on here. The gesture is open to interpretation, says the ADL. Somebody just crumpled a can and dropped it behind the guy, too. We were just looking at the picture. Oh, there's there's, another, there's, one there's there. another one. That's pretty weird. That's not just... They're clearly not just saying, oh, okay, to someone. No. They're clearly not doing that. You guys know about the circle game? Do they go in that in the... the no. Other no I've seen references to that. I don't What's know what that is. What's the circle game? So back in when I was in high school, you you make a gesture. We had the rule it had to be below the waist. But if you get one of your your buds to look at you making a circle with your fingers, you get to punch them in the arm, right? Like it's... <laughs> So and, and it can be any sort. So if there was somebody, is this similar to the cheese touch? Did you do that in school? I, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> do tell. It's similar to like the slug, but right there, guys have a lot of different ways and excuses to punch their friends in the arm. So the, you get a bunch of 18, 19 year old cadets. Yes, is and it, it possible? And if you did it on, like it, it counted, right? If I filmed the video of me doing it, and you watched the video and saw it, then that counted. If I got you to look at a picture of me doing it, that counted, right? And and it was often in. That's what that reminds me of. Well, I had not, okay, I had not seen the video. I'll go on and read from this article. The overwhelming usage of the OK hand gesture today is still its traditional purpose as a gesture signifying assent or approval. Yes. Okay. That's my assent or approval about white supremacy. Oh, no! Uh, (laughs) The old twist-through. The ADL Post reads, that's actually on their website about hate gestures. As a result, someone who uses the symbol cannot be assumed to be using the symbol in either a trolling or especially white supremacist context unless other contextual evidence exists to support the contention. 
Since 2017, many people have been falsely accused of being racist or white supremacist for using the OK gesture in its traditional and innocent sense. Well, I appreciate them saying that. Yeah. That's the sort of uh, perspective you don't get from, for instance, the utterly corrupt Southern Poverty Law Center. I just thought that was calls everybody hate group. kind of hilarious that you had to point that out. Yeah, yeah, most of the time when somebody goes like this, they're just doing it for the normal reason. Well, but that's not what those guys were doing. They were doing something wacky. I don't know that it was white supremacy. Because they weren't showing the W at all. It was like sideways and weird. And no, they were trying to get that on the TV screen for some reason. So right. they could punch their friends in the arm. Which very well could be. Yeah. Like, right. It's like well, the cheese touch. I've heard that sometimes the, keep saying that. the L loser <laughs> on the forehead actually symbolizes Lily as in Lily White. Oh, really? The way society ought to be. And, and the V for victory or peace is actually V as in Valkyrie, as in charge of the Valkyries, as in Wagner, as in Hitler's favorite composer. Yeah. That's and sometimes a, if I stick up my middle finger, it means right. F you. Right. And the hang loose <laughs> thing, hang loose, HL, Hitler lives. That's what I've heard. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Some people say not- Hitler. Hitler lives. Exactly. If you go like this. Yeah, the white supremacists oh. always throwing those signs around. I'll tell you what the cheese touch is after uh, when we come back the for the news. The cheese touch. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Pushing impeachment on towards the Senate for a vote whose outcome is already well known. We'll yeah, get into that. Yeah. Not a lot of drama there. So what's the cheese touch, you'd ask? It comes from the book Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Ah, yeah, I've heard that's great. I don't know it. He has sold 500 million copies of that book. And we've read every single one, and when a new one comes out, it's a big day in our house. But anyway, wow, uh, cheese touch is like basically a game of tag. And I first became aware of it as I picked up my son from school... And uh, I picked him up, and like we drive like half a block on the way home, and he said, "No, no, no, hey, that's one of my friends. Stop! I got to get out. I got to talk to him." So I stop, and I let him out, and he runs up, cheese touch, and he runs back, and he said, "I was it." And it's I think it was a Friday, and he said, "I got to be. I have the cheese touch all weekend if I don't give it to somebody else." And he got back in the car, smelling of camembert. <laughs> you don't want to have the cheese touch because everybody thinks you're gross and disgusting. And it's basically a game of tag. And as it as they point out in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the worst thing is if you have a cheese touch on the last day of school. Because oh. what if you don't run into any of your friends for the whole summer? Right. You might have the cheese touch the entire summer. You bear the year. stink. Exactly. An aggressive scent. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing no tag backs? <laughs> no, no tag backs. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, you can't have tag backs. What are we, animals here? No tag backs. <laughs> we savages? Let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. All right, tell you, children's games getting more and more complicated with every passing day. Speaking of children's games, this week's impeachment drama starts tomorrow morning in the House Rules Committee. The committee is going to meet to set procedures for the debate in the full House, Go ahead. which is expected on Wednesday. Set whatever procedures you want. An obstacle course, a, a quiz show, I don't, whatever. Who Nad- cares? Nadler's not going to do well in an obstacle course. <laughs> uh, the, uh, make all the articles of impeachment mad libs. <laughs> Nobody cares. Do whatever you want. The House Democratic leaders aim to get the final vote on impeachment sometime on Wednesday, and then a subsequent Senate trial would determine whether Trump is removed from office. But are there going to be more statements? Surely not. we got to be done with that, don't we? We didn't play our, our friend Tom McClintock from last week. That 14-hour day on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. When I came in the next day and said, for 14 hours, they repeated the same things they've been saying for two months now. Tom McClintock, when he got his time, he, he actually said, 
Look, if we don't have anything new to say, how about we just hold off? Because <laughs> we're all saying the same things. Right. Which is a very good point. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Hey, the only twist, though, is I hear the, the Senate Democrats are going to call Mick Mulvaney and John Bolton. They want to, yes. So they Chuck Schumer, to. over the weekend, sent a letter to McConnell uh-huh. saying he wants to call Mulvaney and others. Yeah. And, um, uh, I, and then it gets down. I, I don't know if... I don't know if um, the turtle has to. Uh, oh, yep. I don't know if he has to approve it or if it's just fifty-one votes at that point. Or does John Roberts approve it, the Chief Justice who presides? But even if even if if you get to the fifty-one votes thing, that's a little bit of drama because you'd only need a couple of Republicans to peel off and join the Democrats to say, yeah, we should probably hear from the Chief of Staff on this, mm. and then you'd have some pretty serious drama. I think could be. Meanwhile, California Congressman Adam Schiff says even if the Senate fails to vote for the impeachment of President Trump, the whole thing was not a failure. It's not a failure in the sense of our constitutional duty in the House. The House Intelligence Committee chairman telling ABC this week. I resisted going down this road towards impeachment. Oh, hilarious. Uh, yes. <laughs> he keeps repeating that. How does he think that works on... I was watching the clips over the weekend of Nadler yeah. coming out and saying this is a, this is a sad day. I, I, w- I wish I didn't have to say this. Oh, come on. <laughs> You've been talking about impeaching him since before the inauguration. Do you think this works on anybody? Yeah, who's that for? I don't know. At least one Democrat. The New York Times, I guess, who will report it. At least one Democrat will vote against impeaching President Trump. New Jersey Congressman Jeff Van Drew said he's going to vote no when the House votes. And the Washington Post is reporting that Van Drew is considering switching parties to become a Republican. So he saw uh, there's one. There's one All right, there off. you go, and counting. And the U.S. Special Representative for North Korea says Washington will not accept the year-end deadline set by North Korea to make concessions installed nuclear talks. Our representative making the comments two days after North Korea said it carried out a second significant test at its long-range rocket launch site. Tell you what, call another summit. Trump take, takes off the kid gloves, Give reaches, the out, touch. reaches out to shake Fathead's hand, <laughs> right. got the little jabby thing like James Bond in her, put right in his palm. Ah, ow, what was that, says Fathead. Seconds later, he's dead. Well, you'd basically do the same thing to him that he did to his brother. Right. In the airport. Yeah, yeah. It's a little controversial to use the president as a weapon of assassination. <laughs> but it's, you know, Barbaric. it's innovative. <laughs> at, at a summit meeting. Yeah, it's innovative. Meanwhile, Starbucks is apologizing after Riverside, California Sheriff uh, Chad Bianco tweeted that two of his deputies were ignored and refused service at a Starbucks. Bianco said the deputies were laughed at and completely ignored. He went on to state they tried to get served. They asked if anybody was going to help them, and eventually they just left. He what, added, what was that all about? Well, they didn't like uh, the police at this particular You're Starbucks, apparently. Me. No. You're no. kidding me. There are employees at Starbucks that won't serve a policeman? Fire them all. Fire the manager. Fire the assistant manager. As the sheriff went on to tweet, the anti-police culture repeatedly displayed by Starbucks employees must end. A Starbucks That's spoke- crazy. A Starbucks spokesman saying, we're deeply sorry and we've reached out to apologize directly to them. This comes after an officer got a Starbucks coffee order that had the word pig on the label last month. And after six officers in Arizona were asked by a barista to leave a Starbucks because a customer did not feel safe in their presence. What's a policeman there? 
The the wow the, the bizarro, idiotic, overly emotional, childlike campus culture of of that sort of thing. It makes me feel unsafe if there's a Republican in the county. You know, the fact that that stuff is being pitched by anybody is troubling. The fact that people are actually believing it and putting it into action in their lives is just. Well, it's it's disgusting. It's ridiculous. Well, specifically on the police thing, maddening. One of the Washington Post's lies of the year factors into this story. Get to those, and uh, well, we'll talk about that coming up. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Wow! Now they had a nationwide closing of all Starbucks to re-educate everyone. After those black fellows were, were told to leave in right. Philadelphia, right? What are you going to do this time, Starbucks? We're watching, man. I'm not going to forget either. No, that ain't cool. That ain't cool. You and can't let that, that slide. This was in uh, Riverside, California. I'm friggin' believe You can't let that slide. You, you do have to fire all those employees. Right. If they're not fired today, what are you doing? End of the day today, Starbucks. We're watching. That's incredible. Unreal. Some of Washington Post's uh, lies of the year are pretty interesting, and uh, one of them absolutely factors in with that story. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. I don't get why Trump's so worked up. I mean, it's still going to take two-thirds of the Senate to vote him out of office. And that's not going to happen because, well, take a look at the Senate. It'd be like if Obama got voted out of office by the Wu-Tang Clan. But look on the bright side, Democrats. Now you know you can cheat. Why are you nerds still playing by the rules? Literally nothing matters anymore. Kamala dropped out because she ran out of money. Rob a bank. Do y'all want this or not? (laughs) Lawlessness. Turned liberal at the end. (laughs) I didn't like it. Ah, boy. Um, so Washington Post, we, we, we mock a lot the whole fact checker thing in the modern world. Oh, uh, yeah. When I hear the term fact checker, I know I'm about to be spun or lied to. Yeah. So it's just completely lost all meaning. The guy who's probably most famous for starting the whole thing is, um, and his name, uh, Glenn Kessler. There you go. Mm-hmm. God, the Washington the, Post. The way names have started flitting out of my head is really starting to concern me. Fact I, check. That's true. I've met too many people. That's my excuse. I need, I've hit the limit. I need some of that uh, gingo biloba or whatever you take. <laughs> That's I mean, it. <laughs> i got to take some sort of root or something to help my brain. But anyway. Gingo biloba. Was it? <laughs> oh, that's a no. Okay. So, but again, Kessler, Glenn Kessler, who we've had on the air many, many times, he tries pretty hard to do a pretty good job with his fact checker and his Pinocchios, and I often agree with him. I often don't agree with him, but I, I agree with him more than I agree with a lot of other fact checkers. At least his reasoning is reasonably sound. But so he had the top 10 lies of the year. They didn't name one the lie of the year. Top 10 lies of the year, and seven of them are Donald Trump, and I'm not going to go through all of them because a lot of them are like this. I mean, because Trump does, he says so many wacky things, but a lot of them are like this. Um, uh, Trump saying, I have the all-time record for approval rating among, re- among Republicans, where there are some polls you can find Reagan's higher, and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's okay. Right. Um, or he said, Obama wanted to meet 
uh, Chairman Kim in North Korea, but Kim wouldn't meet him. Well, there's there's no record of any of Obama ever wanting to meet with Chairman Kim. That's just something Trump said. Okay. Another, another example they have is of uh, Trump saying the whistleblower lied about something or other, and he didn't, apparently. So, whatever. He says lots of stuff, yeah, doesn't he? And, and maybe that bothers <laughs> you a lot. I'm not trying to just uh, poo-poo uh, Trump's misleadings. I just want to get to the one that I think is so freaking damaging. And if you were going to name one the lie of the year, it would have to be the sort of thing you need to uh, call out. Kamala Harris is actually on the list twice. Congrats. One of them, um, uh, an out-and-out lie, but the sort of thing that politicians say when she said the average tax refund is down, showing that Trump's tax cut is a a middle-class tax hike. Wow, so that was just an out-and-out lie. Out-and-out lie. That was the whole people were getting smaller refunds, so it's proof that your taxes went up. No, No, it's not. It's not proof of anything. And the Washington Post makes that very, very clear. And they did at the time, to their credit. But here's the one that really, really bothers me. And she gets it, and so did Elizabeth Warren, who signed on to it at the time. Ah, yes. When Kamala Harris said Michael Brown was murdered. Wow. On the anniversary, she talked that up in front of a crowd. Both Kamala Harris and Senator Elizabeth Warren tweeted to commemorate the fifth anniversary of the death of Michael Brown, saying he was murdered by pol- by white police officers in Ferguson, Missouri. Both echoed a narrative that emerged shortly after police officer Darren Wilson shot and killed Brown, an 18-year-old. In 2015, the Washington Post points out, the Obama administration issued an 86-page investigative report on the shooting based on the testimony from 40 witnesses and a review of forensic evidence. The study concluded, this was run by... Eric Holder, a black guy, by the way, Obama's uh, AG. There's no credible evidence that Wilson willfully shot Brown as he was attempting to surrender or was otherwise not posing a threat. Remember, hands up, don't shoot, never happened. Never happened. He was not murdered by white police officers. And Kamala Harris saying that to a crowd, and Elizabeth Warren also, that gets people killed. Right. That, well, you know, on a smaller level, it gets police officers not served at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Those kind of lies. That's just unconscionable. You shouldn't get to say that and get away with it. You ever wondered, I wonder how evil politicians are willing to be to pit us against each other for their benefit. That evil. That's how evil they're willing to be. That is so over the top. Yeah. It is morally bankrupt. It's horrific. There are people that will, for the rest of their lives, think that white racist cops murdered a black kid. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And you've got politicians running for president, one of them with a shot at getting the nomination, saying that in front of crowds. Yeah. That's just as awful as awful can get. Not that there have never been unwarranted police shootings. Of Obviously, course. it's a serious topic and we need to approach it seriously. And by the way, Kamala, honestly, you Friggin' liar. Well, you can't use that one as an example, though. Yeah, no kidding. Over and over again. Again, to advance your political career. Understand, my friends, of every stripe, the the consciousness thing, the whole, uh, you know, who I am, and and the only thing that matters is uh, what kind of person you are and your experience and what identity group you're in. Understand, please, they're trying to put you in a pen so they can control you. If you're a free-thinking independent, whatever you are, you're dangerous. Man, you can't be controlled and told what to do by your betters. You're, you're independent. You're your own person. They hate that. 
Kamala hates it. Your university professor hates it. The Chuck Schumer hates it. Get in your pen and do what we tell you you're supposed to do based on, you know, whatever identity you are. Um, but that was a four Pinocchio lie, according to the Washington Post, so good for them. Uh, President Trump went after Pelosi's teeth over the weekend. Mm. I tried to take them? <laughs> what do you mean? Her teeth? What sort of wild allegation is this? So Nancy Pelosi was asked, uh, so you talked a lot about bribery and all this sort of stuff, but that's not in one of the uh, impeachment articles, so what's that all about? And she had some explanation for that. Uh, Our attorneys looked at it, and this is what they decided, blah, blah, blah. Representative Mark Meadows, Republican North Carolina, retweeted a clip of the exchange with Nancy Pelosi and said, because it wasn't true. Trump added to that tweet, retweeted and added, because Nancy's teeth were falling out of her mouth and she didn't have time to think. So don't mess with me. What? That's the president of the United States. His pushback on being impeached against the Speaker of the House of Representatives is uh, her teeth were falling out of her head. He is the world's greatest troll. <laughs> My God! By 175% oh. over who's whoever's in second place. Oh, my God. That is unbelievable it really and is. hilarious and wildly inappropriate. Oh, well, yeah, it's all and kinds of... Indefensible and hilarious. Things. It's all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Her teeth are falling. Hasn't Trump had a couple incidents where yes. his speech got yes. really slurred? Yeah. Has that ever been explained uh, um, satisfactorily? He claims it's, he's got his own teeth. It's interesting that people fight that so hard and deny it. So you can be 90 years old, but you can't admit that you've got false teeth, apparently? I guess not. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, boy. Just finish up this impeachment thing and just let us know what happens. Oh, I was going to mention, last week, president's impeached. Everybody yawns. There was also an agreement, it appears, on the USMCA, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade deal. Um, yeah, the, the Trump's trade czar yesterday said it was the biggest week for international commerce in the history of the world. I believe that. It'd be pretty hard to argue with that. Yeah. New budget includes more than $1.3 billion for a border wall, blocks government shutdown, uh, House approved the U.S. Space Force, the new branch of the military, um, tentative agreement on trade with China. That's a preliminary thing. It should free up trade. It, you know what's interesting is since I've become convinced that... Well, I'll put it this way. It's going to be extremely difficult to keep the economies of the U.S. and China integrated as they press harder and harder for world domination. So the fact that we've entered into huge new trade deals with the Chinese, I just, I got kind of a bad feeling about that. But we have. Trump uh, got his 50th federal appeals judge approved. New FDA chief, um, et cetera, et cetera. They mentioned the... Um, government family leave law that'll be a model for a uh, for the public. I'm not sure I love that either, but it was uh, it was a big week for the president, no doubt. Stock market unemployment. Oh yes, number of different things. Stock market sky high, another record. It's stunning employment number. Yep, thanks for pointing that out. Here's a good story for you. As we end the hour, she's 105. He's 106. The world's oldest living married couple celebrates 80 years of marriage. Wow. Well, 80th so that, anniversary. And so that means they were on the older end for getting married, 25 and 26 at the time. Oh, uh, yeah. They could uh, they could have a longer run if they hadn't been out, you know, 
don't know, what, skanking it up until they were in their <laughs> mid to late 20s. You know what they were doing back then. So that was, what, 1939? Is my math correct? They met in 34, got married five years later. Yeah. Recognized by the Guinness Book for the longest uh, marriage. I wonder if it was a depression thing. They felt like they couldn't get married, or... I don't know. Maybe they weren't getting along. <laughs> kind of a love-hate thing. 105 and 106. Wow. 80 years of marriage. Wow. Remember that time your brother came over? Yes, I remember. That was 72 years ago. Let well, it I don't know go. where he gets off talking to me like that. <laughs> it was 1943. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, that is stunning. Where do those folks live? Do you have that? I don't know why I care, but it, it's, it matters. I don't know that. Um, it's U.S. See. appears to be the United States. Yeah, well, I, I wish them nothing but happiness going forward. Well, you know, we were talking about that. We were talking about that uh, a a while ago, and how you change into different people through time. I mean, you become a different person. You're a different person than you were decades ago. Yeah, to some extent. How different would that you would you be at 106 from where you were at 76, 46, and 26? I don't have the slightest idea. Yet yet they managed to stay together, both of them changing all that time. Right, right. I think some people are more steady rolling than others, but still, that's an amazing achievement.